We've been there before. The last time we visited the moon, we brought everything with us. We landed, planted the American flag, took some pictures, did some experiments, explored, and then we left. It's been 50 years, but we're going back. Not to visit, but to stay. To establish the first permanent human settlement on the moon. A waypoint for human exploration. To reach even further destinations, like Mars. To do this, we need to build the infrastructure, the partnerships, relationships with businesses and people necessary to continually move supplies across vast distances from the Earth to the moon. For this mission, NASA is seeking your help. Since we last visited the moon, we've continued building and learning, reaching new heights in space technology, astronaut health, and module durability and longevity in a challenging environment. For the past 20 years, we've lived here, and now we want to go here, and even here. Accomplishing these goals will require more durable and complex systems that don't yet exist. Because the Moon and Mars are so far away, we won't be able to communicate in real time with the people or the hardware going there. That means that we'll need autonomous systems capable of making decisions for themselves. Batteries that last longer, charge faster, and weigh less. With interactivity between robots that has never before been accomplished in space. That's where you come in. Today, we can order something online, have it delivered next day. It takes an incredible system of cataloging, tracking, inventory management, and automation to accomplish such a simple task, thousands of times each day. Although next day delivery can't happen on the moon, we want to partner with you in developing existing capabilities on Earth and translating them to the logistics supply chain beyond our atmosphere. The challenge with delivering things to the moon isn't just a question of speed. I mean, rockets need to be loaded days in advance may sit on the pad for several days more while waiting for an appropriate launch window. No, it's also a question of durability, accountability, and automation. You see, space is challenging, not just in terms of cost, but also because it's bombarded with radiation, which induces rapid changes in temperature to vulnerable payloads, and is filled with things moving very, very fast. In terms of logistics, this introduces an entirely new range of variables. How do you quantify and ensure delivery success for products to the moon? How do you handle logistics to the launch pad on a large scale? How do you manage deliveries on the lunar surface or between modules in orbit? In many cases, there won't be people there to handle these products, check inventories, or fix problems. In the case of a delivery to the moon, there is a delay of two and a half seconds, so remote control is difficult. For Mars? The delay increases to 40 minutes, so remote control will be impossible. At NASA, we've worked hard to develop autonomous systems that can perform basic problem solving. This summer, we launched the Mars Perseverance rover, which will arrive in February at the Red Planet. This mission required two and a half million lines of code, with additional lines attributed to machine learning algorithms for terrain navigation. That was a challenge, but it doesn't end there. We've been working to develop automated guidance systems that ensure our automated spacecraft can dock by themselves over 200,000 kilometers from Earth. These systems are the same ones that can be expanded to automated logistics here on Earth. 
Recharging electric trucks without stopping or connecting segments of cargo for delivery on rail. Imagine the possibilities if suddenly your cargo could deliver itself 24 hours a day, 365 days a year. Our work with international partners to pioneer robotics on the International Space Station was a necessary first step to overcome the challenges of loading in zero gravity. But those are challenges you've already faced and conquered here on Earth to navigate the world of warehousing and distribution. The additional challenges faced by deep space logistics have direct applications to optimizing navigation of multi-agent systems and the storage and retrieval of large, densely packed, and heterogeneous cargo. So who does this supply chain benefit? Why does it matter? Today, we're an increasingly global and interconnected society, interacting with cultures and commodities from across the world. Trade and the transportation of goods is something humankind has been doing since we first began exploring Earth's vast oceans. And speed has always been a vital component, especially with today's economy. Not only for the delivery of consumer goods, but also for the transportation of perishable goods, or more urgent concerns like the medical supply chain. Increasing the speed of our logistics supply chain is essential to driving down costs. These technologies will enable people to focus more resources where it matters most. Increasing the speed of our supply chains will continue to open up new ways to live and think about consumption, improving how we utilize our finite amount of resources together, globally. And we're reaching out to you because this isn't something that NASA needs to do alone. The experience and means to improve our methods is likely right here at this event. In addition to the algorithms and computer science needed to improve deep space logistics, there's also the question of packaging and delivery. Not only to handle the extreme environment of space, but also to consider what happens when it arrives at its destination. Here on Earth, and especially within the past hundred years, we have become accustomed to the concept of disposable and single-use packaging. This practice has damaged our environment by filling landfills and oceans, and we're just now learning how to deal with this problem. Part of the challenge of logistics is engineering the right kinds of packaging and delivery methods to not only ensure that your cargo is delivered safely, but also responsibly. These packages should be affordable, and when possible, reusable. This is another problem that is compounded by spaceflight. For space travel, cargo needs to be protected from a harsh environment, which includes radiation that damages electronics, temperature changes that spoils food, and depending on the mission, g-forces several times that of Earth's normal gravity. Space cargo also needs to be lightweight enough to make the delivery affordable, disposable or reusable upon arrival. NASA has been working on that. On the International Space Station, we have developed advanced systems to reuse wastewater and produce oxygen for breathable air. Though there is currently little reuse or recycling of spent items or material waste. Instead, astronauts load trash into departing spacecraft for disposal that burns up in Earth's atmosphere. We can do that because as far as space exploration goes, the space station is close by and relatively easy to access. However, on long duration human exploration missions outside of low Earth orbit, there won't be easy access to departing spacecraft to remove waste or take out the trash. Waste equals volume. Spacecraft designed to ferry astronauts have very limited space to also carry along things like used uniforms, food packaging with residue still in it, hygiene items, and other trash. We will need a separate vehicle to transport all the material cargo. Additionally, everything launched into space requires propellant to get it there. 
Sending cargo beyond low Earth orbit takes increasing amounts of propellant to get it to places we want to explore, like the Moon and Mars. So at Kennedy Space Center, we've developed a system called OSCAR, or the Orbital Syngas Commodity Augmentation Reactor. This technology uses heat, oxygen, and steam to transform old clothes, food packaging, and even human waste into a mixture of gases to be safely stored, reused, or vented harmlessly into space. We can then take those gases and turn them into useful products like propellant. OSCAR is one part of a larger effort by the agency, aimed at reducing and repurposing waste. Designing packaging that fits within the capabilities of OSCAR is a challenge, but it's a challenge that we believe you are capable of meeting. This isn't entirely new. Your industries have developed new packaging technologies based on affordability, demand, and the environment. This sort of adaptability and innovation is a necessary ingredient for the next steps in furthering that technology. And did we mention that this technology isn't just good for NASA? NASA shares some of the same basic goals for logistics cost reduction and reuse that many of you have. Reducing the amount of logistical mass, improving the tracking of items and packaging containers to allow denser storage, reduces the time we spend handling the items. Reuse and repurpose while also assigning secondary purposes to packaging. Takes those materials and recycles them into something useful that helps you accomplish your goals. It's good for you, it's good for the environment too. Each time you reduce your packaging, you're saving money, shipping more, and wasting less. Understanding logistics requirements such as reuse and recycling and effective planning are critical to successful long-duration human space exploration. Okay. So we've talked about automation, and we've talked about packaging. There's one more key technology where NASA could use your help, the supply chain. Many of you are experts at managing elaborate, complex supply chains, and have used technology to help reduce costs and improve efficiency. That methodology, honed through decades of experience, will also have applications to our deep space supply chain. And this will all be happening in the very near future. To accomplish this, will require us to overcome many challenges. Just-in-time delivery might not be an option when delivering to the moon, and with current technology, certainly isn't feasible when talking about a Mars mission. Still, we're confident we'll meet these challenges because we have the talent and experience in this industry to do it. How do you ensure delivery of equipment to Mars when the next delivery window is two years away and the trip takes no less than six months? How do you accommodate rapidly changing demand with such a large delivery time? How do you meet the guidelines of planetary protection and sanitation at every step along the way? From the organizational perspective, how do you define interoperability standards between your cargo and NASA or other commercial and international partners? How do you define roles and responsibilities across vast dimensions of time and space? These are just some of the challenges we will need to solve in the next 10 years. But NASA doesn't want to do it alone. We can't do it alone. There are opportunities for investment, innovation, and growth far beyond the boundaries of this pale blue dot we call home. At NASA, we recognize the value of diverse perspectives and experience, which has always fueled creativity and innovation. This includes cooperation with government, private, and the commercial sector, all of which will be essential for the opportunities and challenges ahead. At NASA, we're going. 50 years ago, we pioneered a path to the moon. The trail we blazed cut through the fictions of science 
and showed us all what was possible. It's very pretty out here. Today, our calling to explore is even greater. To go farther, we must be able to sustain missions of greater distance and duration. We must use the resources we find at our destinations. We must overcome radiation, isolation, gravity, and extreme environments like never before. These are the challenges we face to push the bounds of humanity. We're going to the moon to stay by 2024, and this is how. This all starts with the ability to get larger, heavier payloads off planet and beyond Earth's gravity. For this, we design an entirely new rocket. The Space Launch System. SLS will be the most powerful rocket ever developed. And with components in production. And more in testing. This system is capable of being the catalyst for deep space missions. We need a capsule that can support humans from launch through deep space and return safely back to Earth. For this, we've built Orion. This is NASA's next generation human space capsule. Using data from lunar orbiters that continue to reveal the moon's hazards and resources, we're currently developing an entirely new approach to landing and operating on the moon. Using our commercial partners to deliver science instruments and robotics to the surface, we are paving the way for human missions in 2024. Our charge is to go quickly and to stay, to press our collective efforts forward with a fervor that will see us return to the moon in a manner that is wholly different than 50 years ago. We want lunar landers that are reusable, that can land anywhere on the lunar surface. The simplest way to do so is to give them a platform in orbit around the moon from which to transition. An orbiting platform to host deep space experiments and be a waypoint for human capsules. We call this lunar outpost Gateway. The beauty of the Gateway is that it can be moved between orbits. It will balance between the Earth and moon's gravity. In a position that is ideal for launching even deeper space missions. In 2009, we learned that the moon contains millions of tons of water ice. This ice can be extracted and purified for water. It can be separated in oxygen for breathing or hydrogen for rocket fuel. The moon is quite uniquely suited to prepare us and propel us to Mars and beyond. This is what we are building. This is what we're training for. This we can replicate throughout the solar system. This is the next chapter of human space exploration. Humans are the most fragile element of this entire endeavor, and yet we go for humanity. We go to the moon and on to Mars to seek knowledge and understanding and to share it with all. We go knowing our efforts will create opportunities that cannot be foreseen. We go because we are destined to explore and see it with our own eyes. We turn towards the moon now, not as a conclusion, but as preparation, as a checkpoint toward all that lies beyond. Our greatest adventures remain ahead of us. We are going. We're going. We are going. We are going. We're going. 